0: On this episode of Black Girl Gone, we tell the story of Tiani Brown, who was 33 years old when she was murdered in Detroit, Michigan, in October 2013. Tiani was a law student and single mother to three girls when she disappeared on October 28, 2013. The day she vanished, she dropped her daughters off at her mom's house because she had class, but Tiani didn't come back that evening to pick them up, and calls to her phone went unanswered. Two days later, Tiani's SUV was found in an abandoned vacant lot, and Tiani's body was inside. Almost nine years after her murder, Tiani's killer has never been caught, and her family needs justice. Who killed Tiani, and why? This is Tiani's story. Tiani Brown had worked extremely hard to create a life of success for herself. As the mother of three little girls, Tiani was the perfect example of determination. She had everything going for her, but in 2013, someone decided to take her life from her and her children. And in the process, they destroyed her family. Almost nine years after her brutal murder, her killer has not been caught and Tiani's family has been struggling to get justice. Tani was born on December 31st, 1979, in Southfield, Michigan, and was raised by her mother, Cheryl, in Detroit. Growing up, her family said that Tani was an ambitious, inquisitive child who they described as gifted. In elementary school, she attended St. Scholastica Catholic School. Her mom told Crime Watch Daily in an interview in 2015 that she told her daughter to, quote, reach for the sky, and wherever the stars fall, that is where you wind up. And Tiani took her mom's words to heart. After elementary school, Tiani attended Renaissance High School, where she graduated with honors in 1997. And after high school, she attended Wayne State University, where she majored in biological science. After graduating, Tiani got married. In October 2002, Tiani married a man named Toriano, and together, they had two daughters. And even with all of her successes, Tiani believed that her greatest accomplishment was being a mom to her girls. She was a dedicated mom who wanted to be a role model for her children. And like I said before, her hard work and her determination was the perfect example for her daughters. She was showing them that you can do anything that you put your mind to. We don't know much about Tiani and Toriano's marriage, but eventually the couple divorced and she became a single mom. Divorce can be hard, but Tiani was determined to be successful, married or not. Her mom had told her to reach for the stars, and Tiani was not done. After getting her bachelor's degree in biological science, she then went on to graduate school to earn her MBA and a master's degree in biomedical engineering. When it came to school, Tiani was clearly nothing to be played with. She was earning multiple degrees in extremely complex subjects back to back. Any one of her degrees would have given her the ability to secure a decent career, but all three made Tiani a standout, and she was only in her 20s at the time. Her mom, Cheryl, was extremely proud of her. Tiani had accomplished so much, and she credited her mom with much of her success. She had always encouraged her daughter to follow her dreams. She wanted TNA to be successful so that she wouldn't have to endure the struggles that she did. And that's what most mothers want for their children. They don't want their children to make the same mistakes that they did. But nobody's life is perfect, and there are always ups and there are downs. And even when we do everything right, sometimes things still go wrong. Tiani was doing everything in her power to make sure that she created the best life that she could for her and her children. And she was doing a really amazing job, balancing school, work, and being a full-time mom. Tiani was a superwoman, and she was laser-focused on achieving all of her goals. While earning her various degrees, Tiani worked first as an emergency technician at Beaumont Hospital. She then worked for a company called General Sterling, where she was hired as a biomedical engineer. At a young age, Tiani had already achieved a lot, and most people in her position would be done. But Tiani wanted to do more, and not just for herself, but also for her community. Detroit is no different from other cities, and drugs and violence have destroyed a lot of lives there. Tiani had been lucky, but she wasn't blind to what was happening around her. And when her cousin was murdered at the age of 25, Tiani was deeply affected by his murder and wanted to do something about the violence in Detroit. Tani, despite her busy life, began volunteering for a local nonprofit called Developing Kids. The organization provided free after-school and summer programs for kids in the city. Tiani had begun as a mentor with the organization, but soon became a member of the advisory board, And in 2010, she was elected as board president. For some people, it might seem like Tiani had a lot on her plate, but she was balancing it all. After earning her three degrees, Tiani decided that she wanted to go back to school. But this time, it was law school. Tiani had begun working at a patent law firm as a law clerk and had decided to focus on intellectual property law. And in 2010, she went back to Wayne State University to attend law school. While attending law school, Tiani continued to work as a law clerk, but she also got involved with various organizations on campus. She was a member of the Black Student Law Association and the Intellectual Property Association. Through it all, though, Tiani remained a dedicated mom to her girls. And in 2009, Tiani gave birth to her third daughter, By the fall of 2013, Tani was in her third and final year of law school, and life for her and her girls was busy, but good. Cheryl, her mom, would often watch the girls for her when she had class, and it was a big help for the busy single mom. Tani's mom said that she had already begun making plans for her graduation. On October 28, 2013, Tani dropped her girls off at her mom's house, who was living in a Detroit suburb called West Bloomfield at the time. Tiani dropped her girls off at her mom's house when she had class, and so nothing about that day up until that point was out of the ordinary. However, Tiani was running late that day, and so she forgot to say goodbye to her girls before she left. Now, normally, according to Nina, Tiani's oldest daughter, Tani always answered the phone when she called even when she was on campus. Nina, who was 14 at the time, said that at some point that evening, she called her mom, but she didn't answer the phone, which Nina said worried her. She told Crime Watch Daily that she called her mom multiple times, but all of the calls went unanswered. Now, even though Nina was only 14 years old, she knew that something was wrong. She knew her mom would not have ignored all of her calls. And so Nina really began to worry. Nina called and she reached out to her mom on Facebook, but she continued to get nothing. By 2 a.m., Nina was in a full-blown panic. Tani had not come back to pick them up and she was not answering her phone or her Facebook messages. And so at that point... Nina decided to tell her grandmother Cheryl that something was wrong. Now Cheryl recalled to Crime Watch Daily that Nina woke her up telling her that she could not get in contact with her mom. And so she said she got up and drove to Tiani's house to see if she was there. She thought maybe Tiani had just gone home and maybe she was asleep. But when she got to the townhouse, there was no sign of Tani there. Now at that point, even though it was almost 3 a.m. at that point, Cheryl figured that the only other place Tani could be was on campus. And so she drove over to Wayne State to see if Tani was there. And once there, Cheryl drove around the campus parking lots looking for Tani's car. Tani, at the time drove a 2008 Chevy Trailblazer that had vanity plates with her name on it. So it would be pretty easy to spot. But... The SUV wasn't in any of the lots that she searched. Now, after finding nothing in the parking lots, Cheryl decided to go inside of the library to see if Tanny was somewhere in there. She said that she went from floor to floor looking for her, but she was not there. And she told Local 4 in Detroit that, quote, I checked every conference room. They have little rooms where study groups are. I checked every conference room and I couldn't find her. Cheryl said at that point, she began to panic. Tani was nowhere to be found, and she was not answering her phone. Tanny never did anything like this, and so Cheryl began to fear the worst. Something must have happened to Tanny, because nothing else made sense. For almost two hours, Cheryl searched the Wayne State University campus, looking for any sign of Tani, but she found no sign of her. And so she decided to contact the campus police to report her daughter missing and ask for help. But campus police dismissed her report and told her that Tani was probably out somewhere partying. But Tani wasn't a freshman. She was a 33-year-old third-year law student and a single mother. Why would their first reaction be to say that she was partying? And it was also a Monday. According to Crime Watch Daily, Cheryl ended up going to four different police departments that night begging for help, and no one would help her. By the next day, news of Tiani's disappearance had spread to her law school classmates and professors, and they had begun looking for her as well. Everyone who knew Tiani knew that she would not have just left, and so everybody was worried. They began to track Tanny's movements from the night before and they discover that after leaving her mom's house, Tanny did make it to campus. She was last seen at around 8:15 p.m. in the library where she had begun taking an online test. But there's no other reported sighting after that. But at 11 p.m., Tanny logged out of her computer. Now, that day, police released a statement to the media requesting information about the missing Wayne State University student. But in their statement, they say that there was no evidence of foul play or an accident. The police said, quote, there's no indication of foul play, but just that she did not return home. This is very unusual for a person that age, family situation, and being a third-year law student. So based upon that, We just started our search a little earlier, unquote. But even though there was no evidence of foul play at that time, it was pretty clear to everyone involved that there was something wrong. For the next two days, Tani's family and friends searched all over Detroit for any sign of her or her SUV. And since they knew that Tani had made it to campus that day, the question was... What had happened to her after she left the library? Did she leave alone? Was someone with her? Now, there was surveillance cameras at the library, but unfortunately, they were broken that night. Her family and friends used Facebook to ask for help in locating Tani or her car. There was even an alert on the campus Facebook page, and flyers were printed and passed out all over the Wayne State campus. But in the hours after Tani went missing, It was like she had vanished into thin air. I'm sure for her family, the hours after Tiani went missing must have felt like days. Searching, looking for answers, finding nothing. But at the time, police said they didn't believe that foul play was involved. And even though her family had hoped for the best, their fear was that something had happened to Tiani. And less than 48 hours after Tani was reported missing, their world would come crashing down. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Honestly, in the past, I never really thought about how important it was to take care of my mind. I mean, how well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? That's how our brains work. So why don't we treat them that way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life, so it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps. There's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. I think therapy is such a useful tool that everyone can benefit from, no matter who you are. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat online therapy sessions. So, you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com/girlgone. That's better h e l p.com Your happy price, price line. On October 28, 2013, 33-year-old Tani Brown dropped her daughters off at her mom's house so she could attend classes at Wayne State University where she was a law student. After her class, Tani was seen at the library where she took an online test. And at 11 p.m., she logged out of her computer and left the library. But no one ever saw Tani again and multiple calls to her phone went unanswered. After her mom, Cheryl, was unable to find her, Tiani was reported missing. In the beginning, police didn't believe that foul play was involved. But less than 48 hours after Tiani was reported missing, her family's worst nightmare came true. On October 30th, police received a call that a 2008 Chevy Trailblazer had been found behind a vacant factory covered by trees and was found by two homeless men. Inside the car was the body of Tiani. She had been shot in the head. When the car was found, Tiani was sitting in the driver's seat slumped over the dashboard. She was still strapped into the seatbelt. Cheryl said that she learned of the discovery when her friend called her to tell her that the news was reporting that Tiani's car had been found. Nina, Tiani's oldest daughter, recalled that devastating day in her interview with Crime Watch Daily. Nina said that she remembers the police calling her grandmother and asking her to come down to the station. She said that when they got to the station, the officers took Cheryl and her husband upstairs. Nina was told to wait downstairs, and she said a few minutes after her grandmother was taken upstairs, she could hear her scream. She said at that moment, she knew her mom was dead and that she was alone. At just 14 years old, Nina had lost her whole world in the blink of an eye. Detectives told Cheryl that two homeless men told police about finding Tanny's car and led them to the vehicle on the 30th. And all they knew at that point in time was that Tani had been murdered. The news of Tiani's murder quickly spread around the Wayne State University campus. And it was shocking, especially to those who knew Tiani. To learn that one of their own was murdered, presumably after leaving campus, scared the students there. And for her family, the news of her murder left them shattered. Especially her oldest daughter, Nina. Tiani's youngest daughters were really too young to understand what had happened, but at 14, Nina knew exactly how much her life had just changed and the magnitude of their loss. Tiani had been the last person that anyone expected to fall victim to this type of violence. She lived an unproblematic life, according to everyone who knew her. So why would someone kill her? And why was her car hidden behind that abandoned building? Two days after Tiani's body was found, investigators announced that they had a break in the case. Detectives said that the two homeless men that had led them to Tiani's body were arrested. Now, apparently, after police had discovered Tiani's body, they had begun tracing her cell phone, which was not found in the car. And that led them back to the two homeless men who found her body. They had apparently taken Tani's phone and money before leaving and reporting her body to police. Men were charged with tampering with evidence, larceny, receiving stolen property, and concealing stolen property. They, however, denied any involvement in Tani's murder, and they were not charged with anything connected to her murder at that time. Although the two men had not been charged with Tani's murder— Investigators had hoped that they would be able to solve this case quickly. Even in a city that sees homicides on a constant basis, Tani's murder was different. However, her murder would not be as easy to solve as they had hoped. The two men who were named as persons of interest remained in police custody, but in the weeks following their arrest, police were never able to connect them to Tani's murder. There was little information about her murder. And besides the two men in custody, detectives didn't seem to have many leads. Now, it's unknown if any evidence was collected from the scene, but whatever investigators had found was not leading them to a viable suspect. If the two men who had found her phone were telling the truth, then that means that she wasn't robbed. When she was found... She still had her seatbelt on and her shoes were off, which indicated to investigators that perhaps Tiani had known her killer. But no one could understand how anyone who knew Tiani would want to kill her. Where Tani had gone after leaving the library had been a mystery, but police did learn that Tani's cell phone had traced her to Detroit's east side before she was murdered. But Tani's mom said that, She didn't know that her daughter knew anybody on that side of town. The trail of evidence dried up pretty quickly, and investigators were trying to find any information about who killed Tiani. Almost two months after her murder, in December 2014, detectives released new information about two different men who they believed were persons of interest. Now, these men had been seen on surveillance footage at a gas station the day after Tiani's body was found, and they had used Tiani's credit card. At the time, police would not reveal the men's connection to the crime and would only say that they believed that they had information that would help in the investigation. Investigators said that they believed that Tiani knew her killer or killers, and so they did question people in her life, including her ex-husband and the father of her youngest daughter. Now, during their investigation, detectives had learned that Tiani and Triano had some issues that resulted in Tiani requesting three separate protection orders against him. Now, Tiani had claimed that Toriano had hit her and threatened to kill her. However, all of the orders were eventually dropped, and Toriano told Crime Watch Daily that by the time that Tiani was murdered, they were in a good space. Now, police did question Toriano and gave him a lie detector test, but the results were inconclusive. Detectives, however, say that Toriano has been fully cooperative, and they do not believe that he is involved in Tiani's murder. Tiani's mom also did not believe that Toriano had anything to do with her death either. When Tiani was first murdered, Investigators and her family had hoped that they would find her killer quickly, but weeks turned to months, and Tani's case began to go cold. There was no new information released about the investigation, and there didn't seem to be any new leads either. At least none that were public. Crime Stoppers had offered a $2,500 reward for information, and in 2014, that reward was increased to $10,000, but even the increased reward didn't bring her family the answers that they were looking for. That same year, her mom and stepdad sat down with ABC7 in Detroit, and her mom said this about Tiani I miss my little girl. I miss talking to her. And then I think about all the plans I had. I was going to see her walk down the aisle, graduation, getting a house. none of it's going to happen. Cheryl was just trying her best to keep it together. She was now left to raise her granddaughters, and they really needed her. Tiani's family, after a year, was still desperate for someone to come forward with any information about her murder. Not knowing who killed her really weighed on them heavily. As the years continued to go by, Tiani's case became colder and colder. The men arrested for stealing Tani's cell phone were never linked to her murder, and police never located or identified the men in their surveillance using Tani's credit card. Despite police at the time saying that they were making movement in the case, years had gone by without any new information about Tani's murder. In 2017, investigators told ABC7 in Detroit that tips had slowed down since 2013, but that they were still coming in. The detective working the case also said that they needed witnesses and that they had developed more than one suspect in the murder over the years, but he didn't elaborate further on who those people were or what their connection to Tiani was. Cheryl also spoke to ABC7 and she told them this when asked if she believed she will ever get the justice that she deserved. Sometimes I'm afraid I won't, because it's taking so long. Sometimes I wonder, will I still be alive? Detectives said that Tiani's case was still open, but the information they had was not enough to make an arrest. As of today, no one has been arrested or charged in connection to Tiani's murder. Detectives have not released any new information since that 2017 interview, and have only said that they continue to follow leads. But that has brought her family little comfort. They want justice. Even though life has gone on, Tiani's murder has left a hole in her family and her children's lives. Whoever the suspects were that police had in 2017 have still not been named. And so the question, who killed Tiani and why? Remains. It has been almost nine years since Tiani was brutally murdered, and her family still doesn't have the answers or the justice that they deserve. Her three daughters will live the rest of their lives without their mother, and they deserve to know who took her from them. Nothing will ever take the pain away of losing Tiani, but knowing who killed her and watching them be brought to justice can bring them some closure. Whatever police know about the murderer has not been enough to lead them to an arrest. Tani's case is still open, and they have long said that they need the public's help. They believe that whoever killed Tani was someone she knew, and someone she trusted. Last year, in an interview with Fox 2 in Detroit, her mom, Cheryl, made this plea. Please, please help us. It's been so hard. It still hurts every single day when I look at her pictures. And um, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, is it something I could have done? Is it something I didn't do? Tani Brown was found dead inside her 2008 Chevy Trailblazer on October 30th, 2013. She was last seen on campus at Wayne State University on October 28th, 2013. If you have any information about what happened to Tiani or who is responsible for her murder, please contact the Detroit Police Department. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. It also helps our show grow. As always, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook.